Ahoy mateys! Welcome to Podcasts of the Caribbean, a podcast covering the world of Pirates of the Caribbean, from the movies, to books, to theme parks, to everything in between. My name is Justin Helmer, and I will be your host on this voyage through the Caribbean. Welcome back to Podcasts of the Caribbean. This is episode 19, and today we are going back into the world of the Pirates of the Caribbean comics um, to cover the second half of comics that were released after Curse of the Black Pearl and before Dead Man's Chest. So if you didn't listen to the first part of our comics journey, uh, you can go listen to that one right now. That was a few episodes ago. That was a very fun episode. Um, but on that episode, we covered everything from The Accidental Pirate, which was the very first one, all the way up to The Buccaneer's Heart, which was in 2004, the summer of 2004. Um, so in that year, we covered all those. Um, but in this episode, we're going to be covering the rest of the post-Curse of Black Pearl, pre-Dead Man's Chest comics. So that includes the duel, the sidekick, chain reaction, um, and a whole bunch more. So this will be a very fun episode if you're interested in the comics um, and kind of the larger world and some short stories from the Pirates universe. So I hope you all enjoyed this episode. So the next comic that was released after The Buccaneer's Heart um, was The Duel, and this one came out in the August 2004 issue of the Disney Adventures magazine. And um, this one is pretty short, but it is a fun one uh, with Jack Sparrow and Will Turner. Um, so let's get right into it, and let's begin The Duel. So The Duel begins with Jack Sparrow fighting um, one of his old mates. Uh, this guy's name's Hawkins. Um, outside of the Faithful Bride in Tortuga. Um, so Hawkins begins and he says, Look like you've gone soft, mate. The Jack Sparrow I used to sail with would have been fighting for a share of the pretty lady's ransom instead of trying to save her. And Jack says, Stand back, Will. I'll handle this scoundrel. And then uh, Will says, But Jack, he's got Elizabeth. If anything happens to her... And then Jack butts in and says, You may also remember that Captain Jack Sparrow you used to sail with was a better swordsman than you, Hawkins. So be a good lad and tell us where you've got Miss Swan locked up. So then Hawkins um, says, It's been a long time since you taught me how to be a pirate, Jack. And since then, I've learned every trick in the book. And Jack says, I wrote that book. And then Hawkins says, Maybe so. But I've added a few new chapters myself. And then he uh, tries to trip Jack. And Jack says, Oh, yes, I'm beginning to see your point. Uh, as a sword is thrust into Jack's face. Um, and I love how in the middle of this fight, Will is just chilling on a barrel right next to Jack. And Jack's like, any friendly advice, Will? And then Will's like, he's clearly stronger and faster than you. A clever swordsman might try to turn his advantage against him. And then Jack says, right, prepare to be overwhelmed by my cleverness, Hawkins. Um, and as Jack and Hawkins are fighting, there's a bunch of pirates um, nearby. who are like, who do you think will win? Who cares? We're going to rob them both either way. And Hawkins says, I'll cut that ridiculous mop of hair off your head one strand at a time, Jack. And Jack says, hold on now. There's no need to get personal. Uh, and Jack's backed into a corner once again, and he asks Will for more advice. He says, any more friendly advice, Will? Then Will says, you might try cheating. You are a pirate after all. And then Jack says, ah, at last, a useful suggestion. 
So then he kicks Hawkins back. Now that Hawkins is on the ground, Jack smacks a pillar um, from a balcony, and he says, there's a lot more to pirating than fancy swordsmanship, mate. A good pirate has to be resourceful, and yes, even sneaky. And after he hits that pillar, the whole balcony of the Faithful Bride comes toppling down onto Hawkins, and Jack continues and says, not to mention charming and ruggedly handsome, all qualities that you, sadly, are lacking. Consider that the last lesson you'll ever get from me. And then Jack walks up and puts his sword at Hawkins and says, Now then, we were discussing Miss Swan's exact location. Um, and a little bit later, Elizabeth um, smashes the window and jumps out of the building. And she's like, what took you two so long? He's like, I got so tired of waiting that I had to go ahead and escape on my own. So Will and Elizabeth are reunited once again. And Jack says, and the happy couple is reunited. How nice. Now, if you'll excuse me, I think I'll go find someone I can beat, a, beat in a fair duel. I've got a reputation to protect, you know. And that is the end of the duel. So a pretty short one. Um, but I do like this one because it's a fun sword, sword fight um, with Jack. Uh, I also love the advice Will gives. It kind of somewhat harkens back to the duel in the blacksmith shop. Um, but yeah, I like that one a lot. Very fun. So the next comic up um, after the duel was The Sidekick, which came out in October 2004, once again in the Disney Adventures magazine. Um, and this one is a little little strange because it's the only uh, one of these um, post-Curse of the Black Pearl comics that is in a different art style. Um, I guess it was made, it was illustrated by a different team, because it's very different than all the other ones. Uh, but this one's interesting, so let's get right into it. So once again, we find Jack Sparrow in Tortuga, and he's just minding his own business. Um, and this r random kid comes up, and he says, Hey mister, are you Jack Sparrow, the pirate? And Jack just keeps walking. He's like, keep walking, Jack. Mustn't encourage him. <laughs> and then the kid's like, well, are you? I'm Spencer Sinclair. I'm going to be a pirate someday, too. How many planks have you walked? Have you ever had a peg leg? Why do you cut off that weird thing stuck at your chin? <laughs> and then he says, come on, Captain Sparrow. Let me join your pirate crew. And then Jack's like, my what? Oh, drat. I've acknowledged him. And then Spencer just says, please, 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 please. And then Jack's like, a pirate's life is not all sugar cakes and rainbows, lad. A pirate ship can be quite unpleasant. It's quite damp out at sea, for one thing. And then, out of nowhere, some pirates who, of course, know Jack Sparrow come up. And they say, ha ha, looks like old Jack has fallen on hard times. And then the other pirate says, is that your new crew? Of course, referring to Spencer. Um, and Jack's like, why don't you go play play under an anchor or something, boy? Go on, shove off. And Jack is ready to go into um, this building. And Jack's like, you just don't seem to be getting the message, boy. I'm going in here now. And Jack continues, like, you can't come in. And I better not see you waiting here when I come out, savvy? And Spencer's like, ah, now I understand what you're saying, Captain Sparrow. So, a few seconds later, Spencer is looking through a window, and he says, This is obviously some kind of pirate test. 
He just wants me to prove how much I really want to join his crew. Inside the building, um, Jack is negotiating for some money from some things that he's stolen. And one of the pirates says, why should I believe that this once belonged to the Queen of Spain? And then Jack says, do I look like the kind of man who would lie about a thing like that? And the pirate's like, yes. <laughs> and Jack's like, fair enough. But do I also look like the kind of man who personally stole it from the Queen of Spain? And the pirate says, yes. I'll give you 20 pieces of silver for it. Um, and Spencer is still outside. He says, wow, the Queen of whoops. And he slips off the boxes he was standing on and uh, falls through the window. So the pirates that are in that building, they're like, hey, where did he come from? He fell out of the sky like a bird. And the other pirate's like, well, this little birdie is in deep trouble because he smashed the shutters and let in the moonlight. And the moonlight shows us for what we really are, cursed men. Take a good look, little birdie. And it reveals these pirates are all um, cursed skeleton pirates. So once again, the curse still remains even though it was broken in the movie. Why they kept bringing the curse back on these pirates, I don't know. So Jack defends Spencer, and he says, Leave him be, you monsters. That lad isn't the person you've been chasing across the Caribbean. And then the pirate says, Oh yes, it is you we've come for, Jack. But when we're through with you, we'll teach that little birdie a lesson for ruining our nice surprise. And Jack says, No, the only bird that you need to concern yourselves with tonight is Captain Jack Sparrow. Um, and Spencer says, don't, don't you worry, Captain Sparrow. I know just how to handle these bilge rats. I'll just use this rope to... Whoa, now that's why I didn't notice that this rope was tied to that. Big heavy chandelier. And he pulls the chandelier down. The chandelier comes and crushes the um, skeleton pirates. Um, and as it's falling, the one pirate says, Shiver me timbers. And once they're crushed, the guy's like, Shiver me timbers. What does that even mean? Couldn't you have just yelled duck? <laughs> um, and Jack says, Are you just going to hang around there all night? Or should we get moving before they recover? So a little while later, um, Jack is still with Spencer. And he says, I've never seen a person with such bad luck as you, Spencer, my lad. But since your bad luck seems to, be tr seems to translate into good luck for me, I have decided to keep you around for a while. Perhaps the Black Pearl could use a new hand. And Spencer's like, the Black Pearl? Oh boy, can I keep my clothes in Davy Jones' locker? Where will I be stationed? Which of my hands do you think would look best as a hook? Should I start tying junk in my hair like you? And then Jack says, I'm already starting to regret this. And that is the end of the sidekick. Probably my least favorite just because it has nothing of value going on in it. Um, but still a fun one nonetheless. So the next comic we're going to cover is actually one I don't have in full. All these comics up to this point I've had in full um, where I, I could actually recite the entire thing, all the dialogue, and everything. But this next one is a really, really cool one, and I'm so mad I still have not been able to find it. Um, this one is called Enter the Scarecrow. And this one came out in um, win the Winter 2005 issue of the Disney Adventures magazine Comic Zone. So, as I mentioned in the last comics episode, Disney Adventures, um, every season they would have a Comic Zone issue, which was all just comics. They had one for winter, spring, summer, fall. Um, this one was in the Winter 2005 Comic Zone. And this one is really cool, because if you are a Disney fan, um, 
you will probably know who I'm talking about here. Um, if, if you're not a Disney fan or you don't um, engage with this too much, you probably will have no idea what I'm talking about. But this comic is actually a crossover with Dr. Sin and the Scarecrow of Romney Marsh. And so you may be wondering, what is the Scarecrow of Romney Marsh? Well, I will tell you. Scarecrow of Romney Marsh was a three-part miniseries that Disney produced in 1963. Um, so it was kind of like a adventure, um, adventure action kind of thing that was set during the Revolutionary War. Um, and it was based off of just a, a book, you know, Dr. Sin, but they made it into these three episodes, and then, of course, they put it together for a movie, um, which is the movie called Dr. Sin, Elias the Scarecrow. Um, but pretty much what this was, was there was this guy, this priest named Dr. Sin, and by night, he would dress up as a scarecrow and, you know, pretty much, he was like a Batman for the Revolutionary War. So, <laughs> that's pretty much all you really need to know about the Scarecrow of Romney Marsh. But, I mention all this because this ties in with this comic. So, let's get right into what I have for it. So, of course, I said I don't have the comic in full. But thanks to the Pirates of the Caribbean wiki and some other sources, I've been able to piece together at least the basic narrative for this comic. So we can at least talk about and discuss that. So I've put together a summary of this, so I'm just going to read it word for word, just because it's all we have, really. So that's what I will read. So at Smuggler's Notch, Captain Jack Sparrow has been captured and brought aboard the Achilles by Captain Oliver Randolph Pince Jones III. Pince Jones tells Jack he has direct orders from the king to eliminate all pirates in these waters. Jack then sees an old friend, Dimney Mips, now serving aboard the Achilles. After Pince Jones sees Mips talking to Jack, he threatens to make an example of him, but is interrupted by terrible laughter. A figure riding a horse jumps aboard the Achilles and introduces himself as the Scarecrow. The Scarecrow aims his pistol at Pince Jones and proclaims himself the Spirit of the Marsh. Jack is freed by order of the Scarecrow, and he fights off Pince Jones and his men. The Scarecrow gives Jack the honor of firing a cannon, which ends up sinking the Achilles in one shot. Jack, Mips, the Scarecrow, and the rest of the crew escape the sinking ship, while Pince Jones goes down with the ship. Pince Jones survives because of the water being shallow, and Jack asks the Scarecrow to join his crew. The Scarecrow tells Jack his duty is to the people of Romney Marsh, and bids him farewell. And that is pretty much the basis of Enter the Scarecrow. So like I said, that's really all I have of it. If you out there listening to this actually have this entire comic, please let me know. I would love to see it in full. Um, that would be fantastic. So if you, if you do have it, please let me know. Email me or message me on Instagram or Twitter or anything. I would love to see this comic in full one day. It would be really, really awesome. So that is the Enter the Scarecrow comic, um, a crossover with Dr. Sin, the Scarecrow of Romney Marsh, which is amazing. I love that because I'm just a massive Disney fan, especially the older stuff. Um, it was so cool to stumble upon that when I was re researching these. So the next comic after Enter the Scarecrow is Chain Reaction. 
And this one came out in February 2005, once again, in the Disney Adventures magazine. Um, and this one is a pretty fun one. It's a little bit of a longer one, too, so this will be a very fun read. Let's get right into it. So this comic starts off with the Black Pearl chasing down a merchant ship. Um, and Jack and Gibbs are looking at the ship in front of them. And Jack says, just look at her, Gibbs. A fine, fat merchant ship just begging to be plundered by the dreaded pirate crew of the Black Pearl. Um, and Gibbs is like, does she pass your sniff test then, Captain Jack? And Jack's like, she does indeed. I smell gold, and lots of it. Gibbs says, give the word and we'll open fire. And then Jack looks through his telescope and says, let's just have a little look-see first. And through his telescope, he sees, excellent, there's nobody on deck with some fancy dressed ladies. Prepare to, ugh, and the ladies turn around and we get to reveal that it's Pintel and Rigetti. Uh, once again, bringing that gag back from the movie. Um, and Jack goes over to Gibbs and says, You know, it may just be possible that we have stumbled into a bit of a trap. Better change that attack order to something like, Prepare to repel borders! Um, and we get the reveal that the merchant ship was just a decoy, and Bosun and the rest of the cursed crew are now firing on the Black Pearl. Um, and Bosun says, Let's say hello to our old captain, lads. Open fire, all cannons! So as um, the battle between the ships um, ensues, Jack is walking down the deck and he says, Looks like my former mates still haven't forgiven me for the spoiling their plan to break the curse that's upon them. But how can we fight them? They aren't even alive, says one of the pirates on deck. Um, and Jack says, It's a fog rolling up. Disengage. We'll make a run for it. Um, before I continue, I want to get... I'm interested in this where Jack says... They still haven't forgiven me for spoiling their plan to break the curse that's upon them. But he didn't spoil the plan. He did break the curse. So I don't know. I'm not sure why these guys are still cursed. But anyway, Jack says, Load your guns with chain shot. Aim for the rigging. We must slow them down. Um, and Anna Maria already has one loaded. And she says, Way ahead of you, Jack. And she shoots it. She takes out one of the riggings on the masts of the merchant ship. Um, sending one of the pirates off into the water because the chain shot hits him and pulls him down, which is pretty funny. Um, and, he's, and he's like, we'll take down their sails and their sailors too. Um, and one of the other guys falling overboard says, shiver me timbers. As the Black Pearl begins to sail away into the fog, Jack says, farewell, my old friends. No doubt you will always remember this is the day you almost got your revenge on Captain Jack Sparrow. Um, and Boson... And and the rest of the crew are all mad that Jack's getting away. And Rigetti says, they're moving away. Was that part of the plan? It seemed like such a good plan, with all the pretty dresses and all. And a little while later, Gibbs is looking through his spyglass and says, looks like we've given those bilge rats the slip. And Anna Maria says, they should know better than to try and trick good old Jack. Um, and Jack is currently thinking on the rail of the ship. And he says, it was a trick, all right, but the bait was real. They stole that merchant ship, and it is loaded with gold. My nose is never wrong about these things. So Jack, um, instead, he wants to go back, and he says, I want that ship, but I want them off it first. Set a new course, Gibbs. We're going back. And Gibbs is like, have you lost your mind, Jack? Um, and Anna Maria is like, every pirate has an equal vote. Why should we agree to such a foolish plan? And Jack says, Anna Maria, my dear, you'll just have to trust me. Um, and later that night... 
Um, the Black Pearl slides up behind the merchant ship once again, and as the fog clears, the moonlight shows Jack's old crew for what they really are. So I love in this next um, frame, Pintel and Regetti are still arguing, and Pintel is like, why are you still in that silly dress? And Regetti's like, it's a lot more comfortable than my pirate gear, that's all. Um, and one of the pirates says, sail ho, it's the Pearl. Uh, and Bosun says, excellent. Once again, Jack's greed has gotten the better of his judgment. Hold your fire. Let them come in nice and close. We won't let Jack slip through our fingers this time. Um, and Regetti says, look, they're firing chain shot at us again. And Bosun's like, stand fast. That means they'll be aiming for our rigging. For all the good it will do them. Um, and the chain shot hits Regetti in the neck and sends him off uh, the ship. And Re Bosun's like, of course, I could be wrong about that. Um, and Regetti's like, blast, seawater is bound to ruin this nice dress. Um, and Bosun's like, take cover, mates. They're trying to drag us all overboard. Um, and out of the fog, Jack and the rest of the crew of the Black Pearl begin to swing over and board the merchant ship. Um, and one of the pirates says, attack for Captain Jack and the prize. Um, and Jack is swinging over and says, send them all over the side, Miardis. Let the fish pick out their inhuman bones. Um, and Jack is currently fighting Bosun on deck. Um, and Bosun says, you, could, you once tasted that curse that binds us to this shadowy existence. Now I'll bet you're sorry you gave it up. And Bosun has his sword right over Jack's head. And he's about to take him out. But just in the nick of time, Bosun sent over the deck. Um, and Jack says, actually, a good pirate is never sorry for anything. Um, we get the reveal that Anna Maria shot the cannon at Bosun and sent him overboard, saving Jack's life. So Jack says, double thanks, since it was your luck with the chain shot that inspired this little plan. Of course, it did require a leader of vision such as myself to see his full potential. So a little while later, they push the last um, pirate off of the deck, and Jack says, that's the last of those bony old beggars. And Gibbs says, do you think this is finally the end for them, Jack? And Jack says, not very likely, but I can promise you that they won't be bothering us for quite a while. We've got their ship, and it's a very, very long walk back to dry land. And that is the end of Chain Reaction, which I think is a very fun one. This is one of my favorites. I enjoy that one a lot. So next up, we have Going Overboard, which was in March of 2005. Um, once again in the Disney Adventures magazine, um, and this one, I forgot to say as well, this one also has a different art style. Um, so not just the sidekick, this one also has a different art style. It is very, um, I don't know how to describe it, it's definitely more, um, more like modern comic art style, which is kind of interesting. Um, but this one, once again, Jack is going after a merchant ship. Um, and it's during a storm, but it begins with Jack saying, Hold steady, me hearties. Never let it be said that a rough sea could come between the pirate crew of the Black Pearl and a fat prize like the yon Spanish galleon. This could be the biggest haul we've ever captured. Um, and Cotton's parrot says, Wah! Shiver me timbers! Um, and Anna Maria says, Aye, Cotton, if I understand that bird you taught to speak for you, I'd have to say you're right. From the looks of the huge storm is blowing in, this could be the biggest haul we've ever gotten killed trying to capture. Um, then we go aboard the galleon, 
Um, and the helmsman says, the pirates are gaining on us, Captain. Um, and the captain says, take us straight into the storm, Mr. Gilligan. Only a madman would follow us into that tempest. And then a little while later, Gibbs is on the helm and he's like, are you a madman, Jack? We can't follow them into the storm. And Jack's like, I won't give up our prize because of a few sprinkles of rain. Why, I'd never live it down, Gibbs. They start calling me Captain Sprinkles Sparrow behind my back in Tortuga. I won't be Sprinkles Sparrow, Gibbs. I just won't. Um, then, but very soon, Jack's sprinkles have grown into a storm that threatens to tear both ships to splinters. So as the waves begin to crash all over the Black Pearl's deck, Anna Maria is like, please, Jack, we've got to turn back before it's too late. And Jack's like, nonsense. I don't think the really heavy stuff is going to come down for quite a while yet. And then right after that, um, Gibbs is like, it's a hurricane. And there's this great frame of Cotton holding on to the helm. And he's literally like levitating in the air. Like he's about to be blown away. <laughs> Um, and this is also really funny. After Gibbs says, it's a hurricane, Cotton's parrot's like, N-E-M, N-E-M, squat. Um, so that's a great reference to the Wizard of Oz. That's kind of funny. Um, but Jack's like, all right, so it is a hurricane. That just means they'll be calling me Hurricane Jack. Ooh, I like the sound of that. Hold your course at all costs. And then Gibbs... Um, Anna Maria and Cotton are talking, and Gibbs says, I say Jack has gone soft in the head. And Anna Maria says, I, we've got to save ourselves. Um, and Gibbs says, abandon your posts. Grab hold of anything that's tied down. Um, and Jack's hat flies off his head because of this hurricane. Um, and Jack says, so that's how it's going to be, eh? I suppose I'll just have to seize that ship all by myself. And out of nowhere, a wave comes crashing over the deck and pulls Jack overboard. Um, and Gibbs and Anna Maria say, Jack, no! And Gibbs is like, he's gone, swept away by the storm. And just Jack's luck, uh, he falls right onto the deck of the galleon. I don't know how that would ever happen, but that's Jack Sparrow for you. But the captain's like, we've endured the worst of this storm can throw at us, I think. It would take a miracle for these bloody pirates to catch us now. And Jack then thuds on the deck, um, and the captain goes over to see what happened, and Jack's like, oh, is that you, Aunt Hazel? Um, and the captain's like, I'm the captain, sailor. You must have fallen down out of the rigging. But where's your uniform? In those clothes, you almost look like a, a pirate, Jack says. And since you're not my Aunt Hazel, there's no, no reason I shouldn't do this. Um, and the narration says, one hasty surrender later. Um, after the storm, Jack is taking all the riches from the Spanish galleon. And then Jack says, you see, I told you I could seize that ship alone. All I had to do was fly through the air to reach her deck. Lucky for me that today this sparrow happened to be a bird. And then Anna Maria is like, and you thought he was crazy. And that is the end of going overboard. Kind of fun one, um, but nothing really substantial in that one. Um, and then, so the next comic that is um, in line after going overboard is one that's called The Treasure of Shipwreck Island. And this is actually the only other comic I don't own. So Enter the Scarecrow and Treasure of Shipwreck Island, these are the only two I don't own. 
I've been looking for them for a while. I still haven't been able to find anyone with the issues, like for sale or anything. Um, but you may hear Shipwreck Island in the title and say, oh, wow, this one's going to take place, you know, at Shipwreck Cove and everything. No, it does not. Um, this was, of course, before Shipwreck Island, Shipwreck Cove, the town of Shipwreck was even established. Um, so this Shipwreck Island is a completely different Shipwreck Island. So this is most definitely not canon just because of, well, there, I mean, there could be a different Shipwreck Island, but who knows? But the interesting thing about this one is that it is a choose-your-own-adventure comic, which is really interesting. Um, so this comic came out in the Spring 2005 Comic Zone issue of Disney Adventures. Um, and I have a little bit of a summary here from the only information I'm able to gather from it. So the characters in this are Jack Sparrow, of course, and then all the other characters are new characters that were made up for this comic. So we have Peter Preston, Lucky Tom, Big Red, Sven, and Smelly John. Those are the characters in this. Um, but the summary I have here is Peter Preston meets Lucky Tom, who presents Peter with a way to find his family's stolen treasure. Peter is able to find the treasure with or without the help of Captain Jack Sparrow. Um, and apparently there are eight different points to alter the story and three different endings. So that is very interesting. And of course, that's all I have on this comic, so I don't have any plot details. I have no details at all. So if anyone has this comic as well, email me, message me anywhere. I would love to see this as well. Um, but that's pretty much it for the Treasure of Shipwreck Island. Um, not much going on there. And so that brings us to the final um, post-Curse of the Black Pearl pre-Dead Man's Chest comic. We are at the last one. This is the last comic before the new art style came in and changed everything. Um, and this one was called The Trouble with Pirates. Um, and this one came out in the August 2005 issue of the Disney Adventures magazine. And this one is really interesting because this has a actual real human character in this. And I mean, well, all the characters are human in this, but a modern day kid is in this comic. And you may be wondering, well, why is there a modern day kid in a pirate story, you know, in the 1700s? Well, I will tell you. So there is a character in this comic named Brian Rusala. And this character is actually a real kid who won a auction called the Disney Dream Auction um, in 2005. And the winner of this auction um, would be featured in a Pirates of the Caribbean comic, and this is the comic. Um, I don't know what else the winner won. I don't know what else Brian won. Um, if it was only this comic or money, or I, don't, I, don't, I have no idea. I haven't been able to find any other details about the auction. Um, but yeah, once again, I mean, Congratulations to Brian Rusala. I mean, 18 years later, but con congratulations for winning the auction. Um, but yeah, this one is kind of fun, but also kind of silly just because of the, the kid in here as well. But so the narration in the comic says, congratulations to Brian Rusala, who won the chance to adventure alongside Captain Jack Sparrow in the Disney Dream Auction. Read on to see how Brian fares in the pirate's life. So, we um, come into Jack Sparrow and Gibbs. They're on an island um, looking inside a treasure chest. 
Um, and Gibbs pulls out this kind of medallion bracelet thing, and it kind of starts pulling away from him and starts bringing this green smoke. Um, and Jack says, our treasure appears to be haunted, Gibbs. And Gibbs says, I told you this plan was bad luck, Jack. Um, and out of nowhere, Brian Rosala appears and says, whoa, what the... Um, and Brian says, too weird. I was just looking at that two-headed thingy in the museum, and then whoosh, I end up here, wherever this is. And then Jack says, the relic must have transported him. So Gibbs then fills us in and says, it depicts Janus, the Roman god of gateways. And Jack says, well, I've seen relics do weirder things. Um, and Brian then introduces himself and says, my name's Brian, by the way. And Gibbs says, we better get this treasure out of here before you know who shows up. And then Brian says, wait a minute, treasure? You guys are pirates. And then Jack's like, us? No, but keep your voice down. Um, and Brian says, but how can you call yourself a pirate when you don't have a peg leg or an eye patch or even a parrot on your shoulder? Um, and Jack says, I'm not calling myself a pirate. Now why don't you jump back into that relic and be gone? And Brian says, no way, pirates are cool. I'm going to hang out with you and have adventures. Ow! And he gets poked in the back with a sword. Um, and out of nowhere, we have the introduction of Captain Dulak. Um, and Jack says, ah, Captain Dulak, how lovely to see you. Um, and Dulak says, that's quite a treasure you've got there, Captain Sparrow. Um, and they've captured Brian. And he's like, suddenly, I don't think pirates are very cool. Um, and Dulak says, as partners, we should share it 50-50. And Dulak goes and snatches the relic from Gibbs. Um, and he says, unless I break our partnership and take it all. Um, and Gibbs is like, say, that's just what we were going to. Ooh, and Jack elbows him. And Jack's like, what Gibbs means is we are shocked by this betrayal. Um, and Brian says, ah, uh, guys, I'm ready to leave now. And Jack's like, so am I. And Brian says, but if they take that relic thingy, I'll be stuck here. And Jack says, don't worry, mate. What these bilge rats are forgetting is, I'm Captain Jack Sparrow. And the pirates all start fighting. Um, and Dulak and Jack are engaged in a duel. And Jack says, did I mention that we had no intention of sharing that treasure with you, Dulak? And Dulak says, well, I had planned to betray you from the start. And Jack says, ah, yes, but my actual betrayal took place first. And then Dulak replies and says, so what? My betrayal interrupted your betrayal. Um, and Jack pushes Dulak over Brian and trips him. Um, and Jack says, the only pirate whose betrayal really counts is the one left standing at the end. Don't you agree, partner? Um, and Jack has his sword pointed at Dulak, and he says, agreed. And Brian says, and now that I've got this back, I'm out of here. You pirates have exciting adventures, all right. But the trouble is, you don't have the internet, video games, baseball, or pizza. So I'm going home. So Brian disappears, um, and Gibbs is like, what is pizza? And Jack says, I have no idea. And that is the end of The Trouble with Pirates. Um, Non-canon story, or maybe it could be canon, who knows. But yeah, just it mainly a fun one for that kid who won the auction um, 18 years ago. Um, so Brian Rosala, if you are somehow listening to this podcast... Um, congratulations on winning the auction 18 years ago, and, uh, yeah, very cool comic you were featured in. I hope you're doing well in life.
And like I said, that is the end of all of the comics that were produced after The Curse of the Black Pearl. The next comic that we would cover is going to be one that um, takes place with Dead Man's Chest, or not takes place with Dead Man's Chest, but came out with Dead Man's Chest. And we'll have the new art style, um, the Swashbucklers art style, which I love a lot. So in part three of the comics, um, whenever this will, whenever this episode will be, um, we will be covering all of those new um, Swashbucklers comics um, that take place from Dead Man's Chest and Outworld's End in that era. Um, so if you've enjoyed all of these Curse of Black Pearl comics on the last episode and on this episode, um, I encourage you to go go find them and read them yourself. It's very hard to find these, of course, because, I mean, they're 20-plus-year-old comics from magazines that are somewhat expensive. Um, but if you don't want to buy them, of course, the Pirates of the Caribbean wiki has a pretty good summary of all of these comics that I've talked about, um, so you can always get it there. That's going to do it for this episode of Podcasts of the Caribbean. So thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast and this episode, please consider leaving a rating or review for the podcast. That really helps the podcast um, be way easier to find for new listeners uh, if they're looking for a bit of pirating action. Um, But no matter what, even if you don't do anything, thank you for listening. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. I'll be back next time with a new episode talking about some more Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, There's always some good Pirates of the Caribbean stuff to talk about. So thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time on Podcasts of the Caribbean. Podcasts of the Caribbean is in no way affiliated with Disney. If you want to send me an email or a question, send it over to podcastsofthecaribbean at gmail.com. You can also follow this podcast on Twitter at podcastpotc and over on Instagram at Podcast of the Caribbean. I post content, other fun things over there. Make sure you go and check it out. Um, be sure to keep a weather eye on the horizon. And always remember, dead men tell no tales.